thing on. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, and I am here, as always, with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man? Doing pretty good. couple long days of work already. Uh, let's get longer, but here we are. You know, unfortunately, on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. Guardians game being postponed and then postponed yeah. even further, kind of screwed up our, our Monday, unfortunately. But we're here now, and thankfully before... Uh, Decent Thursday night game? Uh, debatable. I, I don't think it's going to be. Uh, we'll, we'll get to talk about it, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I think there's a misconception that we're seeing bad football right now, but I let's just jump right into it. You, you put in the show doc, the, this is the lowest scoring for six weeks of an NFL season in the last 13 years, and it's down 22% from last year. And the reason I wanted to just jump right into that is because it makes it feel like it's bad football when in reality it's really good football. It's just not on the side of the ball that matters for fantasy. And so I understand why a lot of football fans are pretty upset with what's been happening, but that's why we're here to talk to you guys about defenses and things that defenses are doing to counter some of the, the offenses of, of the last few years, because offense has dominated and now we're seeing everything. It's, it's a circle and we're back to the top of the circle where the defense is, have the advantage. So what do you think about that? Are you sad about it or are you happy? Um, so, and you know, we, we obviously watch both sides of the ball very extensively. So we're, I, I appreciate what's going on and uh, especially in the trench play. There's been a, a lot of really good play um, on both sides of the ball and a lot of injuries on offensive lines that have really hurt a lot of places. Um, but this is really in here, like you said, just to kind of like, I know a lot of us are pissed right now and you feel like you busted and everything's wrong and you screwed up. And some of that, you know, probably is true. Or you, you made one bag pick and, you know, maybe like Jonathan Taylor's hurting you right now or something like that, or now nah, she's really hurting you, but it's just, it's hurting everyone. So don't feel like out of it. Don't feel you're alone. There's still a lot of time to turn around. The other good thing here is we're a third of the way in. We got yeah. plenty of time, plenty yeah. of time. Yes, we do. Yeah, I, I think you a lot of injuries, to offensive lines, but just not a lot of offensive line talent across the board. I, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and and one of the things, especially you know, I listen to a lot of Bears podcasts now because I'm I have adopted the Bears. Shout out Justin Fields. Um, it, one one of the things that they've highlighted is there are full sides of lines right now that are problematic, and normally in, in years past, like at least you would have a guard that would hold like anchor that side and you can work with four good offensive linemen or even three and a half. You can't work with four bad offensive linemen. And I feel like a lot of teams are trying to do that right now. So I I think with health, I think things will turn around. I think you're right. 
I also think that this is going to be what it is. I think we're we're going to see the return of the running back here in the next few years because teams are trying to stop explosives. They're running a lot of cover two, uh, and they're giving up the run because they know that that's not going to hurt them as much as the passing game. So yep. it's a lot of fun. I, I love it. I, I like watching that. It's like a, a counter hit. You know, it's a counter punch in, in the battle that is the the life of the NFL, however long that lasts. We'll see, but probably forever. Yeah. Um, but yes, we so after that spiel, we're here to talk about week seven of the NFL. <laughs> Obviously, week six has since passed. We don't have any waiver advice for you uh, because waivers have passed. And hopefully you went out and got, mm, I don't know who your, Tyquan Thornton was one that I was interested in yeah, a little bit. He wasn't, he's okay. Um, it wasn't like a enormous week. I feel like the week before with like Kenneth Walker and Eno Benjamin and you know, a couple other were like yeah. big names, and I know Eno didn't have the best week. Um, I and I, I think he have he could could and should have a better week this week, but we'll see who really steps in there. There's just a lot, you know, little injuries. There's a lot of weird stuff like the Cam Akers thing and uh, mm-hmm. stuff that popped up last second. A lot of guys kind of popping up very last second, like late Friday. Uh, unfortunately, I was at a cross country meet. Felt like my watch was going to fall off my damn wrist but <laughs> uh it, it, it was a weird week and then it was kind of an awkward sunday i mean even the best game of the bills chiefs wasn't you know it, what we kind of expected is more of like what their regular season was last year so a little bit expected unexpected there but yeah so a very depressing sunday for cleveland fans just in general so yeah that didn't they- help Pretty pretty tough couple of days now that the Cavs just lost two for Cleveland fans. So I was just gonna let that one go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, okay, week seven it brings about some some bye weeks that are extremely problematic for fantasy. I was looking at my lineups earlier. I am not not happy about what's you're, happening. So you're understanding my issues last week. Yeah. So the Bills, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles are all all on bye this week. I have a ton of Josh Allen. I have a ton of Justin Jefferson because I was drafting him everywhere I could. Uh, it's not a good week for me. I'm, I'm pretty upset. But the good thing, there are a lot of what I would call decent games, good games to watch this week, and it is time to dive into them. We're going to start with the Thursday night football game, Saints versus Cardinals. You say it's a better game. I will push back on that here in a second. Um, Cardinals are one-and-a-half-point home favorites in this game, and the over-under is 45-and-a-half. Uh, so the entire wide receiver core has actually been ruled out outside of Chris Olave. So, uh, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, once again, will be out of this game. They also lost Anders Pete and Jameis Winston is questionable heading into this game, though. I think that's only because Andy Dalton is also hurt now. And so I think they might be kind of rushing Jameis back. Uh, there's a chance James Conner comes back in this game. Hollywood Brown is out, uh, four to six weeks is what the report was. But Robbie Anderson obviously is going to be introduced into the offense. Uh, last week, you know, Alvin Kamara is getting all the big workload, but that has been without Jameis Winston. So I'd love to see if that continues. Um, yeah, that's not necessarily his fault, though. Like he had a decent like, workload with Jameis, and then they both got hurt. And uh, Kamara kind of has been back first. Uh, yeah. The big workload is more just like, okay, he's back to he's full go. So that's I think that's more of the encouraging. No touchdowns though. That's we. He, he, I think 
historically he's averaged a touchdown every like 18 or 19 touches and he's got like 80 something already. So he should have like three to four touchdowns and you know, zero. Uh, so that's, I, there's some regression coming there for sure. I think come this game, uh, we know Kamara has dominated in Thursday primetime games before, but usually on a holiday. Uh, I think he can come out and do it this week against a pretty hapless Cardinals defense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The other player I should have mentioned in the going to be playing is DeAndre Hopkins, I believe, although he hasn't been allowed to practice throughout this time period either. He hasn't been allowed to practice with the team. True. Is is how you, yeah, because I'm sure he hasn't been sitting down. (laughs) Yeah, I I doubt it. But so DeAndre Hopkins, Robbie Anderson, and Rondale Moore will be the three wide receiver sets. I think AJ Green's going to stay on the field until Hollywood Brown comes back, and then he's going to be the one relegated. Rondell Moore played on 99% of the snaps last week. His snap share has gone up just a small amount each week, but he was in the 90s the last two weeks, and he's scoring some fantasy points over the last couple of weeks. So I think that that's going to stay. He's definitely assumed that Christian Kirk type of role, and even Robbie Anderson's introduction shouldn't eliminate any fantasy potential for him, in my opinion. Yeah, it shouldn't. Uh, Rondell Moore is not playing downfield. So right. uh, Robbie Anderson is just going to strictly run streaks, I think. So yeah. I, I don't think it really changed anything. And for Hopkins, pretty much every indication he's, he's playing. Uh, I, I know it's his first game he could play, but with it being Thursday, there's still some concerns. But it does seem like he's playing. Uh, Marcus Lattimore is not playing. So he does get a better matchup coming back now, thankfully. I do think he gets used heavy. Uh, it's kind of like an integration to the offense. Um, kind of think, think like, you know, every time Antonio Brown has been like firstly put in with Brady in a new spot, you get like eight, 10 targets that week. I think we're going to have that with Hopkins. Well, Rondo Moore is actually more of like the actual wide receiver one and moving the ball with him. Yeah. That's just because I don't think they really are going to still be able to run the ball, especially on the Saints. So I think they're going to have to do it through the air and Kyler uh, through his legs. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I think getting you know Chris Olave back on the field is going to be a good thing. Uh, what's that? You know what I'm going to say. I say it every fucking week on here. Wide receiver one against the Cardinals when there's only one wide receiver uh, that's actually a starter. Uh, I have sure. a feeling Murphy's going to be – all up on him, as well as uh, uh, help over top. I'm not uh, excited about Olave this week. I think okay. he is talented enough to do it still and get and have an okay day. It's just well, yeah. DK Metcalf couldn't last week, so uh, yeah. For... But I mean, that's a different style of receiver, so it's kind of like is. it is. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not super intrigued or interested in any of the like secondary guys that will be out like the Callaways, the Traquan Smiths. Uh, They've, they've had their flashy moments, but I'm kind of good on that. Uh, I think this game is just won or lost based on how Kyler plays against that Saints defense. I, I think everything for the Cardinals goes with him. And so I, I personally, Oh wait, you have, you have something to talk about your, your luck. Yeah, I was going to transition earlier. I forgot. Uh, so they haven't been able to run the ball, um, and I don't think they do it again this week. I guess to say Stephens, like I said before, uh, and that was meant to transition that into my lock set of the week and just Cardinals running backs. Uh, mainly, I have to say it like this because I'm not sure if it's just Eno. I'm not sure if it's Eno and 
Connor. I'm not sure if it's uh, Williams and uh, uh, you know, but we'll we'll see there. I just don't think they're going to be able to get it done that side. Uh, I think the Saints are going to try and make sure that that doesn't happen and try and contain Kyler a bit um, and have the focus the line of scrimmage, uh, especially with Rondell working very close to the line of scrimmage as well. That allows the defense to play a little bit closer. Obviously, having Robbie Anderson going deep, but first week is he going to be out there? Full complement of snaps. Doesn't know the playbook. Uh, Hopkins should be back in order, like I said, but we'll see how he plays. We he's not 24 anymore. He's you know 29, I want to say. So you could take you know a full week of actual practice to be game ready. (laughs) So because of stuff like that, I just think starting a Cardinals running back against this defense is foolish. And with how badly they perform this whole season, uh, to start off the week with that dud in your running back spot is just a no-go for me. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to take the Saints in this game, I think, um, and I'm going to take the under of 45 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under. Um, but I run no, no, I'm going to take the Cardinals in the over. Because okay. this is exactly – I set the under for the St. Seahawks, and we saw what happened with that. I think that's more of this game script. I think this could be a game that is won by the Saints, uh, by Taysom Hill, and hopefully Alvin Kamara touchdowns. But I just have a feeling – I just have that one feeling that they did nothing this offense on last week. They scored not uh, three points on offense last week. Three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to come out swinging, trying to do – a big change here. There's been talk about changing play calling and everything, even though we just signed extensions for everyone here. Um, it's rough. It's a little egregious it, uh, by rough. that staff. Uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, and I think, I think Ertz can have a really big day. I think that's really going to set apart this team. And I hope Rondell has a good day and gets in the end zone and Hopkins gets one. We'll see. I, I just, I'm just going to give them that little edge, that one and a half point edge. Yeah, I'm into it. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 10-point favorites heading to Carolina uh, to play P.J. Walker and the Panthers. The over-under in this game is 41, and while that may seem low for a Bucks team or a Bucks game, wait, if you consider what happened last week against a good Steelers defense, I, I think it's worth uh, you know maybe considering the under here. Last week, Tom Brady, 25-40, 243 yards and a touchdown. Tom Brady has had a rough start to his his year. He had a couple of good games mixed in there, but the first two weeks and then uh, this last week six was rough. Um, Cameron Brake was carted off. It looks like Kate Otten is going to continue, you know, expanding his role within the offense. But this offense is not gelling right now. Even the you know the it, Leonard Fournette is kind of carrying and that's mainly through the air. He's, I mean, he's, he's doing fine on the ground. He's inefficient Lenny, like he always has been. Um, But really the only receiver that's playing up to standard is Chris Godwin here. Other side of the ball, um, you know, no more Robbie Anderson. Maybe we see Terrace Marshall. Maybe we see shy Smith. I don't know. Um, I I don't know what that offense is. Christian McCaffrey is going to do his thing. I, I wanted that ask because i'm about to transition over to it really quickly what how are you handling dj Moore moving forward even after the pj walker stints um with a lot of hope uh, okay. <laughs> that he's traded 
Um, it's <laughs> this is a dumpster fire. This is an XFL team. At a certain point here, this is really bad. Uh, obviously, you have one of the best running backs in football. You know, you have decent tackle play. Uh, I think DJ Moore's, you know, obviously a top, you know, twenty receiver in the league without question, if not, you know, much nicer on that ranking. Uh, it, it's just this this team can't move the ball, and you have Jeremy Chen injured on the other side of the ball, who's really a staple of that defense. Um, I, I just don't think they're able to do anything. I think this is a guaranteed lock, basically, for the number one pick. And I, we'll see what Seems they do with that. it. Uh, we'll yeah, see what they do with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just – it's a whole dumpster fire. And, you know, obviously with, like, Sam Darnold doesn't need to return now. And Baker should be back by then, too. And we're going to have a three-way QB competition that nobody cares about. And to me, if you know the Panthers are talking about selling off, possibly CMC, and uh, you know if there's there's talk of Brian Burns, but I just doubt it. To me, yeah. I, I think you sell off DJ Moore here, and I think you can get a lot for him. Uh, yeah. More than you know, I think you can get at least with the you know Ravens just got for Hollywood Brown, and to me, I think it's worth it for this Panthers team that is just complete dumpster fire, and you're going to need to reinvent this whole wheel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's my whole thing with DJ Moore, right? Could he do something? Maybe, but this Bucks defense is good as well. I just don't, I just don't yeah. trust it. Yeah, he's my locks hit this week. That's why I asked you. I I don't have interest in starting DJ Moore. I have DJ Moore shares in a few leagues, and I'm I've you know I'll start Jacoby Myers over him. I would take flyers on you know I mentioned Tyquan Thornton. I think Tyquan but, Thornton is a better player than DJ Moore right now, which is the most insane thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about that necessarily. I don't see them passing a lot. Um, I mean, and, I think Rondo Moore, I'm starting way over him. Okay. I, I'm playing Hopkins over him. Yep. We already talked about, even with even if he plays half the snaps, I want Hopkins more. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing like, Olave over DJ Moore, and we just yeah. talked about how bad that matchup is. This is I'm, just, I, I don't I'm, want it. I'm legitimately playing AJ Dillon over him, and he has been disappointing as well. I just he's, he's less to someone. Yeah, the chance right. he just hasn't <laughs> exactly. done anything. Interference this Packers offense hasn't done anything, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking the. I think this is one of those games where if Brady can pour on points, he will. Yeah, I yeah. just don't know if he can. This offensive line is, but it was it was hampered from the get go, and it's gotten worse and more injured. I, it's really been a struggle because obviously Brady can't move away from anything at this point. Not that he really ever could. Um, right. So that's why the dump downs are heavy and efficient and he's hitting his favorite guy and, you know, Godwin more. And he's looking at the tight end position more because that's where he's always been safest because the Patriots rarely ever had good receivers. Uh, so it's going to be a pass heavy attack. The Panthers can stop the run on occasion at times. So, you know, Fournette's not going to do much on the ground, but he's probably getting five or six catches. I, I do think the Bucks win pretty handedly here. Um, I, I'm going to go – I mean, I'm going to give them the 10 points, but I'm going to go the under. I think it'll be like, you know, 27-10 or 27-7, something like that. Yeah. I, I'm taking the Bucks 35-3, to so under. <laughs> Just under. <laughs> Just under, 38. Yeah, I, um, I don't think the Panthers could score more than 10 points ever, and they got a defensive touchdown last week to get to the 10. 
which is, I think, how they will score this week as well. It, if they do score, but I just think they're getting a field goal. All right, I don't want to talk about that game anymore. Let's move on to another game that does not excite me a whole lot. The Indianapolis Colts uh, heading to Tennessee to face off against the Titans. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point home favorites, and the over-under in this game is 42-and-a-half. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor returned to practice. Naeem Hines returned to practice. I think they look good uh, heading into this week. I just want a, a quick note on Deion Jackson. I think if you have him in Dynasty, if you don't sell him before this weekend, he, he's going, I mean, I understand that he's a high value if Jonathan Taylor does go out because he showed that he could be the one. Uh, but you've got to get rid of that asset. That's a really good asset at its peak value. Go sell him before this game starts. Um Matt Ryan went berserk last week. He threw almost 60 times, 389 yards, and three touchdowns. It was just kind of nuts. Dude, you, uh, I'm sitting there watching games with a sweep and just absolutely furious that this guy, when he throws 20 times, throws three picks, throws 60 times, and throws no picks. <laughs> of course, I have that over for half yeah. a pick that week. It, it was the most infuriating thing to see a stat line of 58 passing and yep. no picks from Matt Ryan this year? You got I know. Oh. It's crazy. I, I do want to mention he against, will not do this a whole lot. No. Like and that was against a defense that he threw like three picks the first time they played. Yeah. What the shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh Michael Pittman had a big day. Alec Pierce, I said don't follow the points, and that was wrong. He scored a touchdown, so uh, shout out Alec Pierce for proving me wrong last week. Paris Campbell got involved. I believe he had eleven targets in this game. I don't know how sticky it is because Matt Ryan's not throwing 58 times a game and Paris yeah. Campbell's high was four before this game. So, um, you know, other, other side of the ball, the Titans are coming off their bye week. So we'll see what the offense looks like. It's going to be the Derrick Henry show still though. I think, um, yep. so Derrick Henry, Robert Woods, Austin Hooper. I'm hoping coming off the bye, there's a bit more involvement from Kyle Phillips. I think he can really help move the ball with this team. But mm -hmm. other than that, we know what Titans are. Uh, yeah. It's definitely snowing by now. And, and what is it? I, I don't remember where the place is anymore. But yeah. uh, it, every time it's the first snowfall of the year. Oh, and I think it's like Maine or something. And Derrick Henry is going to go off. And it, it snowed here this week. I know it snowed in Ohio this week, I'm assuming. Derrick Henry is going to annihilate this Colts defense, who's without a lot of big names. I, I know they are decent against the run still, especially with uh, that D-line, uh, but still, I, I think he could have a big day. Oh, yeah, I think so. I'm hoping for some more uh, Chico Conquo uh, involvement as well. I think that would be fun. Um, and Traylonburg's still on the IR, so I don't think he'll be playing, right? So No. That was only a couple weeks ago. Time is crazy right now, so I I lose track of how long players have been on the IR because so many are on it. Uh, who are you taking on this game, man? Uh, I'm going to take the Titans coming out the bye. I think they had a game plan coming into this week. Um, and that Sunday, I think it may have slightly adjusted the game plan. Um, but yeah. knowing that who that they're going to go back to true form, the Colts, and that's with Jonathan Taylor and Hines back, they were – going to run more than I think like the 20 times they did this last week. I think the game plan should work and it does seem like the Titans defense, especially the pass rush is coming back a little bit healthier, which was a huge thing going into the bye where, you know, they were desperate to have anyone out there. 
I think that can really help out and help out Jeffrey Simmons and get pressure and really shut down a little bit of this rushing attack, which will force Ryan to play a little bit harder. And yeah, you know, am I excited on the Titan secondary trying to pick him off? Not really, but we'll see. Uh, I will also take the Titans to win by at least a field goal, and I will take the under in this game as well. Because yeah. taking the under has, you know, it's worked out a lot this year. Um, I took, I felt like I was taking a lot of unders last week, and then I looked at the scores. I was like, oh yeah, I Dude, did it. it <laughs> I picked every over I picked in Thrive was wrong, and the yeah the one under that I was not confident that I picked was wrong as well. That was the McCaffrey line of like 99, like total yards, which he had almost at halftime. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're going to have uh, definitely another under week from a lot of things. For sure. Next game, Atlanta Falcons facing off against the Bengals. The Bengals are six point favorites in this game and the over under is 45 and a half. Uh, the Falcons are coming off what I would argue is their best game of the year. They, they pretty much dominated the 49ers start to finish. They controlled the game. Marcus Mariota, I believe at one point was uh, uh, 11 of 11. I don't remember when his first incompletion was, but he was very efficient. Uh, he threw 14 times, uh, 129 yards, two touchdowns, added 50 yards on a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier, very effectively they were you know it, it's very much so a, a committee backfield and they showed that but they were effective with it um and then on the other side the the bengals have really they've continued their offensive struggles um burrow went 28 of 37 for 303 so stat wise it doesn't look like it but the bengals are not firing the way that they fired last year um Joe Mixon's kind of salvaging things. He's finally, you know, getting in the end zone a little bit. I think that that's going to, that tide will turn here soon and he's going to explode for massive, massive weeks. And Jamar Chase is kind of back to normal. Seven catches, 132 yards and two touchdowns. T Higgins also six catches, 47 yards. What do you think about this game? Because I, I think this is a sneaky Falcons are at least covering that just with how they've played. Arthur Smith has them playing really well right now. Yeah, I'm not sure about the cover, but I'm pretty positive on the over. Um, yeah. Because I think both teams are scoring over 20 at this point. And uh, this Bengals, I mean, obviously they need offensive line play to improve, and they need a little bit better matchups for Mixon. Uh, and, you know, the Falcons pretty much shut down the 49ers running attack last week. So I'm not so sure on the, the matchup this week. We'll see how it goes with this team. But, Really, they need Higgins to get fully healthy, and I think this offense can really explode again. Uh, I think how heavily these teams are just bracketing Jamar Chase at this point and stopping him from getting deep at all costs because Higgins really hasn't been healthy all year. I think it's really slowed down the production and the capabilities of this offense. So until he's fully healthy, which I think going into this week he was getting there. Uh, obviously, he went out early the week before with his ankle. So if he's fully healthy this week, I expect a, a big day from the uh, Bengals offense with the Falcons stinking and dunking and getting back in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see another Kyle Pitts touchdown. That's what I desperately would like to see. Uh, in this I game. believe did. I think he played on like 16 snaps or something ridiculous too. Yeah. Like he had his yeah. best fantasy outlet and he had his worst amount of snaps. I, 
I don't understand what he's doing. Uh, he's trying to win games and keep his job. I get that, Arthur Smith, but like, you're not using your best player. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's it, it, you're not throwing the ball because your quarterback can't throw the ball. Exactly. So the fact that you're not just making the switch at this point is atrocious. That's that's where I I I need to see Ritter here soon. I know the Falcons are winning, so we're not going to, which is pr- like problematic in my opinion because I think that they need to. They're going to win too many games to go get a franchise guy, though. I think that yeah. sucks. So, although I think Ritter could be that, we don't know. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons to cover, and I agree with you. I think we're hitting the over in this game. I'll take Bengals and the points. I think they win by seven. Cool. Uh, next one, New York Giants against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 42-and-a-half. This is a sneaky good game. Uh, I don't know who who it's sneaking up on. The Giants have been just crazy in, in how they're winning sneaky, games. Yeah. <laughs> and the Jaguars, obviously, uh, a little bit of a clunker last week, but they have looked good throughout the season. You're going to have that. Trevor Lawrence needs to have a bounce-back day. Uh, the Giants beat the Ravens somehow. They just keep beating really, really good football teams uh, in various ways. Brian Dable is a magician. Uh, Daniel Jones isn't doing anything. The, the craziest part of the Giants' success, they're not scoring a lot of points. Their defense is playing very well. Dable's an offensive coach, and really the offense is revolving around Saquon Barkley almost exclusively. Uh, 22 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Three catches for 12 yards. But that was by far the high man on the Giants' pass catching uh, offense, not pass catching offense, but skill position offense. Um, Wondell Robinson and uh, Daniel Bellinger both got touchdowns. So shout out rookies. I'm excited to see them more involved. Uh, Bellinger has kind of had a couple of those days. Uh, and then on the other side, it looks like the Travis Etienne usurpment. That's not a word of James Robinson has kind of happened. Uh, they're using ETN in you know, ways that allow him, them to take advantage of his speed. So I think that that's kind of a thing, but I do think James Robinson's still involved. Trevor Lawrence, uh, 20 of 22, 163 yards and a touchdown. So this is very much so a game plan of Trevor Lawrence isn't going to lose this game for us. And it worked for the most part. They scored points. They scored touchdowns. It's just they, their defense couldn't stop anyone. So, what do you think of this game, man? I don't know what to think. Like, I feel like I have to pick the Giants and the under, but these teams are very confusing because uh, <laughs> yeah. it seems like they're neither team is playing well yet also playing well at the same time, and I really don't know what to do with that information uh, because I've watched parts of these games and I just don't understand it. <laughs> Because it's it's literally it's not even like it's not even like they're getting just perfect field position or like it's just it's just weird how the games are playing out and then they're just almost falling in the end zone both these teams at different times. I mean, even Wando Robinson's touchdown, he was wide open and he almost dropped the ball twice before he got in the end zone. Like I don't understand what's happening with these teams. And at a certain yeah. point, their quarterbacks are basically dinking and dunking and running in and not losing the game for them. And the defenses are carrying enough to keep them in games and literally limp into the end zone for a win. And I think we're going to have the same thing. And uh, I I think you have to take the Giants at this point until they kind of prove us wrong and the under. Yeah. The old uh, Wandale special of not having good hands. I was lower on Wandale. Um, I'm excited to see how they involve him 
because I think that they need some type of dynamic. He, he's, he's the best receiver right now. <laughs> yeah, by a lot, too. I mean, it's pretty crazy what that – Darius Slayton is there, too. I think he's fine in his role, but he's not better than Wandale. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think I'm taking the Giants just because it, I've picked against them, I think, two weeks in a row now, and I was wrong two weeks in a row which means this is going to be the clunker that the Jaguars win, but I'll take the Giants, and I will also take the under. This feels like a big Saquon Barkley week, though, like another big Saquon Barkley week, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. Detroit Lions against the D- Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are seven-point favorites in this game. Over-under is 47.5. The Lions are coming off the bye week. It looks like DeAndre Swift is hopeful that he will play. It seems like they're hopeful that he'll play. Jameson Williams, I believe, is eligible to come off IR, but is not going to play this week. It seems like they're going to ramp him up pretty extensively. Man, that was one of the most depressing alerts of the day, (laughs) was just getting from their coach. Just, Jameson Williams will play this year. It's like, that's not what I wanted you to say. Right. To say that he's looking good on his recovery. What? He will play this year. Is that week 17? What what is that? (laughs) That right. doesn't give you confidence. It's soon. <laughs> yeah, it's. I. I feel like it's. I, I feel like it's going to be like week twelve, week thirteen, and I feel like at some point we heard the report that he was ahead of schedule. He looked like he was ahead of schedule. What in some of the videos that we saw? I feel like it's coming, but they're going to be cautious because that's your. That's your franchise. I mean, that he is a talented wide receiver. I know they've got Amon Ra. I know they've got Swift. I know they've got Hawkinson. They have a lot of good dudes, but you, there's no reason to to risk it, you know? No, and Reynolds and Chark are picking up the slack as it is, so there really isn't a need to rush him back. I think we got into the point with him where he's he's doing everything. He's just still working through the cuts with the injury, and cuts are an enormous part of his game. So I think we're gonna we're gonna take a while. I mean, we saw just this last week with J.K. Dobbins early on; his knee tightened up, um, and he was done for the day because the Ravens were like, "Nope, no, 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 you sit over there with ice. I'm done with you. You're not you're not hurting that knee again." So I think it's a safe approach and a smart approach for the Lions. It's just not the most uh, favorable alert to get during the day. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Cowboys, on the other hand, looks like they're going to get Dak Prescott back this week. Uh, he practiced, he's expected to practice, uh, tomorrow in full and it, he has been completely cleared. And so the Cooper rush experiment is over. Finally, I'm so glad because the whole rhetoric that he should play over Dak went in the toilet against the Eagles last week. And I'm, I'm glad for that. Um, I think this is going to help everyone. Obviously, we know what Dak is uh, compared to Cooper Rush, but and and this Lions defense is just it's a Swiss cheese defense. But the Lions can put up points as well, so I'm I'm interested to see what this Lions team looks like out of the bye. Yeah, same. I I'm not I'm not loving like golf as a streaming option this week. Obviously, he put up a pretty big dud against the Patriots and. This Cowboys defense is, you know, just about the same talent or more talented at different times. Uh, and this Cowboys offensive line isn't the greatest. So I think Michael Parsons going to have a field day as long as well as uh, Lawrence and everyone else. So uh, I'm curious that way and concerned. I think Swift can have a good day. I think Alvin Ross is going to destroy. Um, and obviously, we know Diggs isn't going to shadow him. 
uh, because Alvin Robert was all over the field and plays in the slot. So he's going to have a great day. And uh, honestly, like Zeke's should have a phenomenal day. It's a phenomenal matchup against his Lions defense. And um, I think he can be a little bit more efficient on his huge volume of touches now with a good quarterback and less stacked boxes. I'm excited for this, basically this whole game. And I think it hits the over. Uh, and I will, I'll pick the Cowboys, but not the points. I'll, I'll take the cover. Yeah, I'll um, I'll take the Cowboys. I, I think they pull away late in this game. And I'm for sure hitting over in this game. Uh, I just think that, the, I do think the Lions will, you know, keep up at least. So, yeah. okay, uh, next one. Green Bay Packers, five-point favorites going to Washington to play the Commanders. That's a just a disgusting line for the Packers. When you looked at this team preseason, uh, and the over-under here is 41 uh 41 flat uh injuries of note randall cobb uh his ankle is not broken it looks like it's i believe four weeks is what they were hoping for uh and then carson wentz is out four to six weeks with a broken hand uh there, there i think there are a couple bones broken in his hand taylor heineke's getting the start over sam Howell. we kind of knew that was going to happen i think there's a chance that maybe Howell usurps him in the next couple of weeks, just because they know what Heineke is. Uh, talk about the Packers, Randy. I know you really want to. I know you really want to. It's such a bait thing. So this, I, they look really bad. So obviously, I, you know, I'm in Wisconsin, and I, you know, I was watching the Browns game and the Packers game this last week, and it was two of the worst games I've seen in a long time. Uh, so it's definitely not a fun weekend. But this Packers team is just really bad. Uh, they can't get anything going through the air. This running attack, even with a two-headed great monster, can't get the ball moving. They're a run-funnel defense right now. Everyone can run on them. And the, the secondary and the pass rush has been pretty good, but I think this is a game the Packers should easily win, and I think they do struggle, and that's the most depressing thing. Um, they've faced some decent defenses and some terrible offenses the last few weeks, and have come out on the wrong side of it. And this is obviously kind of a bad on both sides of the ball for the commanders right now. But if they don't dominate this game by a ton, I think we understand what this Packers team is and they're, they're completely toast. And uh, this is the Vikings division to lose. Plain and simple. It's, it's really terrible. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, Tunyon was the best receiver this last week. <laughs> and he, he almost gave up a, almost picked six this last week because of him dropping a ball. Like this is, this is bad. Uh, Tunyon was the first tight end to catch 10 passes from Aaron Rodgers in his entire career, which sounds crazy. Um, but also I feel like he hasn't had elite tight ends to throw to ever. Um, okay. Are you interested in any Antonio Gibson? I know we sat him last week. Uh, no, I don't want him at all. I know um, it seemed like Rivera wanted to get him a little bit more involved. Um, I think that's more in the passing game to get McKissick less involved, in my opinion. Uh, my lock star of the week is actually Brian Robinson. Um, and there's key parts of this. Like I said, the, the Packers are a very big run of final defense. And I think Robinson gets anywhere from 15 to 20 carries this game. And I think he can get a touchdown this game. And I think you trade the holy fuck out of him. Do not keep him. I trade him before this week if you can. And definitely trade a match this week because um, this is a bad team. They chose, I think, in both of our opinion, the wrong quarterback here to play in the absence of Wentz. 
And I, I think we're going to see a pretty big downturn. I don't think they're going to be close enough against to run the ball past this week. So in my opinion, I think Robinson are going to have a good week and that I don't want him on my team again. And I don't want any commanders running backs on my team. I think that's fair. Uh, I do feel as though with Heineke starting, I, I feel like I'm taking the Packers and the points here, but I, I feel like the under is a pretty good bet here as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, did you say your pick? Uh, I'm going to pick the Packers to limp their way through the game. Okay. And win yeah. by six or seven. I'll take the points and everything, but under. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right, next one, Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Ravens. The over-under is 47. Um, you know, the Browns are in shambles right now. Uh, Jacoby Brissett looked terrible last week. They decided not to run the football. I just traded for Nick Chubb today, um, so I'm kind of hoping that changes this week because I kind of need a big week from running backs. It's in a dynasty league as well. Uh, Amari Cooper did his thing where he drops the football uh, that Dallas Cowboys fans are, are so – uh, acquainted with uh, Donovan Peoples Jones had a decent day on the other side of the ball. The Ravens are struggling too. Um, they've, they've added a couple of pieces here, but Mark Andrews is really the only one getting going. I don't know about Rashad Bateman's availability here. I, th- I think he'll be back. I think he was close to being back last week. Um, and so I think they need him and they need, they need some speed on the offense. They, they have struggled. Um, Kenyon Drake last week, 10 carries, 119 yards on a touchdown. He was a popular waiver wire pickup as well. I'm not incredibly interested in that. Um, and I actually left him on waivers in a couple different places. I put my need more info is Donovan Peoples Jones. He's strung together a, a nice three weeks where he's a top 36 receiver, I believe, over that span. I think he is wide receiver 36 or close to it, depending on your uh your scoring system. How are you feeling about this game? You think this is a Baltimore get right game? You think it's a Cleveland get right, right game or neither? Yeah, um, I think it's a Baltimore get right game. <laughs> yeah. um, the the worst thing for them is with Dobbins kind of you know up in the air and Drake not really being talented, even if though he had a pretty decent game this last week. Like they really need to be able to run the ball to beat this Browns team, and I think their best running back is Lamar right now. And that's not even like the whole Lamar adage. I just don't think they have the health there that they need to really dominate this Browns team. And I think that'll keep the Browns in the running. I think it's been clear that if you can run on the Ravens this year, it's been a a huge help as well. So I think this is a good sign for the Browns if they actually decide, you know, to use your best fucking player on the ball this week. So I do think this could be a really good game. I think Andrews has a phenomenal game uh, because obviously the Browns can't guard a tight end to save their life. And, We'll, we'll see who really steps up on the Brown side besides Chubb, but I, I do think the Ravens win, and I think this isn't over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I feel like this isn't over. I think the Ravens win this game. Um, do we know what the line is? Is this just um, – I, I Are the Ravens – I think the Ravens <laughs> – the last – I thought they were two-point favorites. Um if, if I recall correctly, but I'll, I'll take the Ravens to win. And no matter how close the spread is, unless, I mean, if it's like seven points, I guess I'll take the Browns to cover uh, divisional games are always pretty tight for the most part. Um, but yeah, I'll take the over. I, I do think this is a get right game for Lamar, especially. Um, 
Okay. Anything else on that? Um, afternoon slate, New York Jets versus the Denver, Denver Broncos. Uh, Broncos are two and a half point favorites in this game. That's crazy. Uh, over under in this game is 43 points. Uh, injuries, there's there are some rumblings that Russell Wilson's hurt. And I don't know if we're going to get a late. Yeah, he's, he's got like two injuries. Correct. I don't think they're truly injured. I think he wants an out right now because he's playing so bad. That's my conspiracy theory right now. He's terrible. Um, Jets, on the other hand, are winning despite Zach Wilson. Uh, they've gotten really creative with their rushing attack. They've gotten really creative with their personnel packages. Elijah Moore is not being used at all. He got zero targets uh, this last week. Garrett Wilson's really not doing a whole lot. Corey Davis isn't doing a whole lot. It's been pretty much the Brees Hall show. Um the Broncos, on the other hand, are doing nothing all over the place. Greg Dolchich had a good debut game last week. But I'll tell you what, I'm just tired of watching the Broncos, so I can guarantee I won't watch this game live. I'll just oh, yeah. I'll just yeah. catch it later. I, I'll there'll be a couple scores on Red Zone I see, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not watching them. <laughs> and I know like I'll be oh, it's an afternoon game though. Yeah, I, the the matchup we'll I'm see, excited see. To, to see is going to be Sauce Gardner versus Cortland Sutton. I think that that is going to yeah. be a fun matchup to watch. You know, so. and I, I I think again, if for them to win, <laughs> Jerry Judy has to be the focal point, and they're just not doing it, even though they should. And he's doing fine when he has the ball. It's just, yeah, yeah. I I see. I saw some stats today. He's struggling to win um, against man coverage, but. I don't. I, it, that, that's strange to me. He's such a good route runner. So I, that to me is uh, what routes are you having him run? I haven't watched yeah. any all twenty-two, so I, I don't want to yeah. speak out of turn. But and we know like Melvin Gordon basically getting benched randomly, and them not still being good running the ball without him. And yeah, I, I don't just understand your, what's happening with this team. Um, I think has to be fired already. I know yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah, he's getting like, fired. Because yeah. this management group did everything to get Russell, and they still, I'm sure, believe in Russell Wilson and think he can really turn this around. And I, I think a lot, honestly, like I think he's playing bad, and I think it's just terrible play calling as well. So it's just not going well. And um, I think they hired Haggett to try and get Rodgers, and it didn't work. And they're trying to make it work with Wilson, and it's not going to. So I think they they're gonna there's gonna be a major change this offseason with the Broncos. I think financially it will be Hackett. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, uh, I'm taking the Jets to win this game, and I'm taking the under. Say yeah, definitely under. Fuck these teams. Even though the Broncos did play a little bit better this last week, um, I will say though. They've been okay against the run. Baron Browning and Bradley Shaw look great. They it, it looks phenomenal pairing out there right now. So if they can slow down the run at all and make Wilson throw, they should have a field day. Obviously, with I mean Priest Hall outran Zach Wilson passing this last week. Yeah, yeah, that it's, should not happen. <laughs> and if it does happen, he should have like two hundred yards. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and even then, like you would want your quarterback to have 200 yards, right? I think that's yeah. a pretty common 
want. Um, yeah, Jets and under for me. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs, three-point favorites, heading to San Francisco to face off against the Jimmy Garoppolo-led 49ers, and the over-under in this game is 46. Uh, no major injuries of note, I don't believe, um, other than you know all of the ones that the 49ers had before last week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had a bit of a, a breakout day, eight catches on 11 targets, 83 yards and two touchdowns. Over the last couple of weeks, he has actually performed like a top 12 receiver. While Debo Samuel is still getting his, it looks more like the 1A, 1B that we may have expected last year. I didn't expect it last year, but I, I think that is coming to fruition now because Ayuk looks like a, a breakout star at this point. And, and Kittle has been the last two weeks consistent with getting a good amount of workload as well. So I think this is how the passing offense should look. It shouldn't be ultra focused. It should be the three getting the same amount of work basically and moving the ball. Just it didn't work out this week and they couldn't run the ball against the Falcons for some reason. Uh, and it really seemed to completely shoot them and they couldn't do anything. So I. I mean, they're, we know the game plan for the 49ers this week. They have to run the ball and control the clock. And with what the Raiders did two weeks ago on Monday night, that has to be the entire game plan going into this and having Jeff Wilson be a god and try to play as well as Josh Jacobs did that week. Uh, and help Well, obviously with some help, obviously. But uh, I said obviously way too many times. That started <laughs> to lose meaning. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry, references. Uh, so I, I don't think Jimmy G can win this game. So I think they have to run and control this game. But I do think the Chiefs pull it out. Um, and I'll take the over because I'm picking the Chiefs. If I'm yeah. picking the 49ers, I think I pick the under. Yeah, I'm same same mindset. I'll take the Chiefs and the over. I, I want to see more Sky Moore in this game. Every time he's on the field, he is good and looks like one of their best receivers. Um, so I, I just hope it happens. We'll see. Uh, next one, only a few more left Seattle Seahawks against the Los Angeles chargers. This is a sneaky good game. Uh, chargers are seven point home favorites over under in this one is 52. Ken Walker had a, a breakout type of performance last week, 21 carries 97 yards and a touchdown and an incredible jump cut that kind of broke the internet a little bit, but it, a lot of the stuff that we saw bouncing, Bouncing the ball outside. That's Ken Walker's. It's Ken strength. Walker. <laughs> yeah, that is. Just... It was hilarious because I I almost like turned it to that game when that happened, and they were just freaking out, you know, about it. I'm just like, this. It's it's what he's done his entire college career. It wasn't just Michigan State and his dominance. It's what he did before then too, at a yep. much worse school. Because <laughs> that was like almost the only thing he was allowed to do. It felt like. So yeah. it, it's. It, I mean, it's it, he's great at it. Uh, he dominated the workload. Uh, DJ Dallas, I think, had two carries. So there's not even a timeshare, really. So uh, I think with Penning out for the rest of the year, we're going to see the emergence of Walker as a, a true RB2, you know, with obviously RB1 weeks. And this is going to be one of those, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, just really quickly, Noah Fant uh, had a good week. Uh, six receptions, 45 yards. That's a good week for him. He has kind of flipped the switch, and he is now ahead of Disley in target share and, and whatnot, which is good news for Noah Fant. Um, this was also a game in which, you know, Tyler Lockett's getting his for sure. DK Metcalf was a little quiet. I don't know if we're going to see a six-catch performance. It was – it was supposed to be a good offensive game that turned into a complete dud. 
Um, I don't expect that this week, <laughs> but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other side of the ball, Keenan Allen kind of said that he's going to take it slow, and I don't think he's playing in this game based on what he said, uh, which is – it's not – I mean, I get it. They have the bye right after this, but, man, just – they need you. Like you, they, they, Palmer has looked good the last two weeks, though. So yeah. I, I think I think even if Allen wants to play this week, if I'm the Chargers, I'm sitting them because yeah. – this was supposed to be like a one to two week thing, maybe three, and it's been the whole year um, so far. I mean, he played what like the first half of the first game. He's been out since, so I think if you're the Chargers, you're just saying, "Hey, look, I don't care if you're 100 percent. Set out this week, come back after the bye, and I know you're 100 percent, and <laughs> we could just come off storming and really take this league again." You know. I think he really truly unlocks this offense, you know, because he is the, the he's the chain mover of this team. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna take the Seahawks to cover in this game because I wasn't really impressed with what the Chargers were doing. I I heard a term the other day, and I really I wanted to bring it to the show tonight. So it, it's a tennis reference. So the Chargers are very much so playing pickleball when they have one of the best servers in the sport of tennis and i think that that is the main problem with the chargers offense is they want to condense everything and they want it to be tight and it just can't be it can't be when you have a talent like justin herbert so stop playing pickleball play tennis play baseball even go for home runs please um and just stop doing what you're doing brandon yeah, the analogy has come off the rails um i don't care a little bit of a counter <laughs> to that has are they trying to play tennis with a pickleball racket because that's the hand they're dealt with this rib injury to Herbert right now? It could I be. I think that could be a little bit more of the case um, because he did, again, get injured pretty early in the year. I think it was week two, and they've been fighting through it since. So um, uh, it's just one of those things where I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's QB8 of the year on a really bad year for quarterbacks right now. Uh if it, you know, Mariota's a top 12 quarterback, so is Trevor Lawrence. I think that shows you how terrible, and Carson Wentz, by the way, I think that shows you how terrible this year has been all around for fantasy. So I think we're getting a turnaround. I think he's back to top five quarterback. Um, after the bye, I'm still going to, I think this was a multi week injury for him too, and he's played through it. So I think after, you know, a full week's rest after this, I think he, him and Allen and this offense come out swinging. I do pick the under. Uh, I do pick under. Uh, I, I do pick the points for the Seahawks as well, but I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over and the Seahawks to cover. I think is what I said. So, yeah, um, I I think week if this was week two, I think I'm easily picking that. <laughs> but yeah. because of how these teams played these last two weeks. Mm-mm. That's <laughs> Uh, all right, next one, Houston Texans against the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are seven-point favorites, and the over-under is 44. Both teams are coming off a bye, which is always an interesting situation. I feel like nine times out of ten, that gives the advantage to the underdog. Um, hopefully, all of the Raiders' weapons are healthy. I think that that's a good shout. I think we're leaning into the Josh Jacobs-led offense is a good plan. He looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He looks especially for this week. 
Yeah, right. And I, so I think that I do. I I'm not super concerned about Stingley versus Devonte Adams, I, but I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to see them battle a little bit because I think that that will be a matchup. Um, other than that, you know, I'm I'm not int- Damian Pierce. Sure, whatever. I don't care. I don't yeah, care about Damian the Texans. Pierce. Brandon Cooks should have a good day. Uh, keep an eye on the health report for the Raiders' corners for Brandon Cooks. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're starting all your Raiders. I think Ryan Froh should have a good day. It does sound like Waller still isn't practice, um, so I'm not sure he's playing, which is a real bummer. But uh, I was really hoping he's healthy. But at this point, with how he's you know struggled with injuries all year, I think if you're the Raiders, I don't care what the record is. I think you pretty much have to punt him until he's 100%. Because there's no point. Because you brought him back twice now when he's probably like 75 80%, and he got right back on the injury report. So you might as well just wait at this point and just <laughs> hope it doesn't matter. You should have Flash Moreau back this week, which will help that a bit more. Um, but the lead on Josh Jacobs, him alone can carry this team to easily the points, and I think the over. I... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take the over, but just by a, a, a hair. I yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think this is a you know 55 point game between the two, but I, I think the Raiders can score 28 to 35 on their own this week, and that's yeah. why I'm going to take the over. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, la- last couple here Sunday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers against the uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are seven point favorites in this game. And the over under is 44. It looks like two is going to be playing. Uh, mm-hmm. But now the other quarterback is concussed. He was, I believe, a limited participant. I think he has cleared the concussion protocol or he's close to it. If I saw that correctly <laughs> today, um, which will really rile Boy, up the Dolphins fans. I'll tell you. I uh, mean, you know, for, for Pickett, for Pickett's sake, if he's you know fully healthy, I hope he plays, but if he somehow gets another concussion this game against the Dolphins, uh, it is going to be the most glorified concussion since to us. And, you know, not glorified, but covered, I guess is the better way to put that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, I feel so bad for him. And it's a bad situation anyways. He's, you know, uh, but I, I don't think there's any like questions if he even if he sits out this week and Trubisky gets a good game, I think Pickett takes back over next week. So, in my opinion, if you're 90% set out uh, for the kid, because there's no point in rushing back, uh, yeah. when you're a bad team, uh, this year, just plain and simple. I, I know you won last week and you shouldn't have, but I think yeah. Tua and this offense comes out fucking swinging this week, yeah, for sure. The other side of this is Trubisky wouldn't have even lost the job had he not gotten into a fight with Deontay Johnson in the locker room. Did you see that story? Yep. And um, I'm, you know, I'm happy they picked Deontay over Mitch. That's yeah. what I like to see. <laughs> it's fair. I, I do think that that was a game that Deontay was struggling a little bit. But, you know, if, if your quarterback situation is that fragile that anyone – like Trubisky should feel the like he can stick up for himself – that sucks for Mitch. I do feel bad. I would I feel like bad to... for him, but yeah. I yeah. In I fairness, mean... the Steelers game plan is throw to Deontay Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh Claypool is coming off a really good day. Seven catches on seven targets, 96 yards, and a touchdown. A really good showcase for when he gets traded. All with Trubisky, though. True. True. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see, I guess, who the quarterback is. 
Uh, I think Trubisky is mad at Deontay based on his output this <laughs> last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the Dolphins wide receivers, I mean, for them to go off last week, I think with Tua, it's just going to continue. I saw Tyree Kill is on pace to break the receiving record for a season. So um, that's good news, right? Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins to win by two scores, and I'm taking the over because I'm picking the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Dolphins to win by two scores, and I'm picking the under uh, because I think the Dolphins have to put up 44. at least 35 <laughs> to hit this over. Yeah, that's probably fair. Probably fair. I, w- I would call it at least like 30. I think the Steelers can get in the end zone a couple times. Um, maybe. Maybe. Uh, okay, last one. Monday Night Football this week is the Chicago Bears versus the New England Patriots. <laughs> Patriots are seven and a half point favorites, and the over under is forty. Uh, Bill Belichick today uh, he had a six minute discussion about how impressive the Bears are, um, which is just crazy. I mean, he listed off like every player that they have, uh, and it, it was interesting. That it's always interesting when Bill kind of explains what he's seeing. Um, because he did say like this team's getting better they're a couple steps away um and he laid it out but him knowing that means that they're going to score zero points in this game <laughs> and uh justin fields is going to struggle he's going to struggle against this patriots defense um we know what happened with justin Fields. well i guess maybe not everyone knows what happens happened with justin fields but uh he missed one touchdown throw everything kind of unraveled for that bears offense uh, a lot of the things weren't necessarily fields his fault i know you know you can take a, a lot of the analysis from the national media and say well he's he's a one read quarterback and then he runs that's not true go watch like actual smart football people that have said oh no he's on his second read within five like not five seconds because that would be bad within like a second he's already moved to a second read that's just not the case um but that that video that kind of went around and kind of went viral on twitter of the running back for the Bills on third and goal, you know, last second S field is already starting to roll to the right, <laughs> breaking out of his protection and yeah. flaring out. And like, well, if you just look to the left, yeah. he wasn't even supposed to go out. I'm sure yeah. he was supposed no. to just be blocking and he well, had no one to block. So because the blitz didn't come. So he just right. finally flared out after yeah. he got off a double team. And at and then, that point, Fields is already assuming they're doubling the backside for him, and he's gone. Like my my favorite. So, did you see what Fields said about that? No. He, so he, he said, uh, "He's my fifth read in that." And everyone, someone pointed out, you only have four receivers out there, dude. And the fourth read is yeah, him running. <laughs> yeah, like the fourth read is him running, and then the fifth read would be David Montgomery. Like you would obviously rather Justin Fields run the ball than throw to your your dump off. That's just, it's common sense. Also, all of the reads were to the right side. He can't just 360 no scope, throw the yeah, football. Uh, it's crazy. With, with a check in release at best for Montgomery on opposite side of a flood possible yeah, a flood situation to the right. <laughs> now, now a good offensive coordinator puts one of the freaking receivers on a drag route opposite a flood and sends Montgomery that way too. And then you, that's what the Chiefs do all the time with Travis Kelsey. That's why he's always wide open is he goes opposite the flood, it, whatever. Um, I, I have my gripes about Luke Getze. But uh, on the other side, Bailey Zappi uh, has created a quarterback controversy, which is hilarious to me. Uh, he played very, very well. 
he threw for 300 yards again, 309 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he executes the offense. It, it, Bailey Zappi did this. He's, he's a smart player. Well, and it's it's very weird. Uh, not because he's not talented, because he is. Um, but this is, you know, this is his level. He's a high-level replacement. This is what we graded him as and everything. But it's weird to me because when he came in against the Packers, I believe, he was very limited. They did not let him do much. And since then, they have opened everything up to him, and he has played really well in the system. Have they have really good running games these last couple weeks? Yes, and that has carried this team in great defensive weeks that has vaulted this team to a different level as well. But (laughs) he has played good, and he's passing better than a lot of people in the league so far this year, especially people that are touted as generational. Um, So (laughs) with that in mind, I I do think – you know, I don't think he can keep Mac on the bench till the bye, which I put in here for a reason week 10. Uh, but I think you give Mac Jones the full leash. I mean, this was a, a relatively serious injury for Mac Jones. Definitely not season ending by any means or anything like that. But it was, you know, it's a timetable that we expected to be like three or four to six weeks. And, you know, we're at, I think, the third or fourth week right now. I think you keep putting him off. And I think maybe you bring him back week eight, week nine. So next week or the week after. Uh, but, you know, if he's still not 100% by week eight or nine, I think you just keep pushing him off until after the bye because Zappi's doing enough, and you know you pretty much have this game won, if we're being honest here. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that you have a decent record. I think you can just keep letting this running back uh, pretty much solo of Stevenson for the time being until after the bye, I'm sure. And then, uh, you know, this defense carry you to some more – at least contending in games. And I, I think Sappy keeps his job until the bye at this point. Yeah. Uh, really quick last note on this game. Last year's uh, Justin Fields is coming out party was against the Steelers on Monday night football. He's a, he's, he's a big game player. Uh, he did he it is. in college as well. So I'm curious to see if maybe that plays into this with the he, extra time to prepare too. So. Yeah. It's just when that happened, he had teens focusing on Robinson and Moody could get open deep. That's my issue. He's got nothing besides Moody. <laughs> and I don't think this Patriots team is going to allow the running backs to have good weeks. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, it will be only on fields to win this game yeah. and even Which... be close. And that's, well, I think he has the talent. I don't think he is surrounded by the talent to do sad thing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He's the QB 10 over the last two weeks, though. So I think maybe you sit him this week and then you come back with him. Uh, yeah, 100%. As long as he's not dead. Um, yeah. I'll take the Patriots to cover those points. And I'll, I'll respectfully take the over for respect of Justin Fields. Yeah. I, I'm also, I, I think the overall hit. I think it's going to be like a, a 30 to 20 game. 30 to 20. Uh, let's 30. Three to to ten. Let's do that. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Uh, All right. That will do it for this episode of The Cut. That is week seven for you. Um, Again, remember, guys, that offenses have struggled at times this year, but there's still time for it to turn around. Your fantasy seasons are not over. Uh, You know, I've taken four lost teams through six weeks into a championship game, so don't feel like you're out of it. Make some trades. Be active. Be active on waivers as much as you can. 
and uh you know keep getting some dubs randy do you have anything to add before we get out of here uh, no just kind of reiterate what we said at the beginning just we're all hoping this kind of turns around a bit but it has been a struggle for everyone so just keep doing what you need to do making the right waiver claims and with these buys we've been hit hard to start the year um and we talked about it a little bit last week. Like, don't take the zero if it doesn't make sense for you. Uh, if you need to replace a tight end and there's only bums on there that are going to get you four points, uh, and you have to drop, say, like Khalil Herbert or Elijah Mitchell for it, I don't think you do that. I think you do aggressively try to get a trade through. But if it's a you know league that's not aggressive to make something happen, like my problem was, but I, I think then it's okay to get the zero from a guy you have to sit, but try your best to set a lineup every week. I, I definitely felt gross going against my own moral code there and not starting someone, but it, it was kind of needed. Um, <clears throat> but those are a case by case situation. In the most case, you should be able to find and replace somebody, uh, maybe work with your commissioner to add some IR spots if you don't have them, because it is pretty atrocious to not have them uh, at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. That sounds good. That's good. Good advice. Good advice. All right, we will be back. I'm. I'm thinking. You know, Monday, but also I. I like watching Justin What's Fields that? and the Bears play. So, uh, so we'll we'll see. We we might go at halftime, and and I'm sure the game will be out of hand by then. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it might not be that fun to watch. Um. So, but hopefully we're back Monday. We'll hopefully have some waivers for you next week. Hopefully there's a good selection of waivers to pick from. Yeah. We'll see. So. See if James Williams is out there. Less. Yeah, stash him. I think that's a good stash. I think stashing Kyron Williams is a decent. Uh, Dante Foreman. Yeah. Kyron Williams. Sure. sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Sounds good. We'll be back next week at some point for Randy Hall. I'm Christian Williams. We'll talk to you guys then. Later.